Hi, this is Anna East Eden. You're listening to Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham. Song clips courtesy of Tiffany. Good evening once again, friends and listeners. Welcome to another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. This is your host, Stephen Brittingham. I am so excited and honored to have the guest that I have on the program this evening. Definitely a big-time honor and treat for me, and I know for you, the listeners, as well. Back in the summer of 1987, there was a 15- or 16-year-old boy who was enjoying the, the summer and, and being off from school. And a young senior came on the scene that caught my attention immediately. Not only was she a beauty, but she had a beautiful voice. Tonight, she will be joining me on the show. She has two number one hit singles and has sold over 15 million albums to date. I'd like to go ahead and welcome her to the show now. Uh, welcome to the show, Tiffany. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you are most welcome. It's so nice to be speaking with you. It's a big-time honor for me. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, the 80s was a lot of fun, and here we are today, just kind of, you know, still enjoying all the wonderful 80s music that's kind of resurging right now. So it's it's great to be home. I'm in Nashville today, and it's great to be home and to be able to talk to you and, and still go out there and rock all these great 80s tunes, you know? So I'm, I love what I do. I mean, it's been, what, 30 years, and it never gets old, to be honest with you. Well, welcome once again, and um, I'll tell you what, uh, growing up in the 80s was a special time. I, I tell that to my son all the time, who's now 16, that it was just such a fun time, and, and you, of course, made it even more fun with your music and, 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 and you arriving on the music scene. Um, I'll tell you, just a lot of interesting artists, and I'll tell you what, Tiffany, a lot of variety, too, when you look back. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that was the key. You know, I mean, and everything was new, you know, from new sounds that were, you know, people were experimenting with on their records to different fashion. Um, And there really was room for everybody to be unique. You know, you could be plain Jane if you wanted to, because I was kind of plain Jane, you know, except for the jean jackets, big hair and hoop earrings. But, (laughs) you know, for the most part, I didn't really do a lot of fashion. Um, But, you know, and then you had somebody like Madonna, you know, or Cindy Lauper that were a little bit more fashion or outrageous. 
And I think that's what I loved about the 80s, is everybody kind of had their own little distinct image going on, as well as their music. Absolutely, and that's an excellent description. Thank you. And and then go ahead and add in bands like Huey Lewis in the News, and you have even more unique sounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm still, I still listen to 80s music. I love it. I mean, it's funny now because a lot of my girlfriends, their kids are having 80s parties. Uh, so they, <laughs> they borrow my crimping iron and they come by and I give them a jean jacket, you know, and I help them like with the puffy paint and all that kind of stuff. Cause I'm like the pro. Um, so it's fun. I, I get to kind of recreate the eighties a lot of times if I'm home with these like fun little parties. But the cool thing is that you know, like a lot of the younger generation, they are rediscovering the eighties yes. um, from the fashion to the music and, I think the music is what I'm most excited about because, you know, it was such a fun time. I mean, I think the music was a little more lighthearted. And, um, you know, I mean, I have a niece and I was like, listen to this. This is Duran Duran. You need this in your life. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, and I love, I love knowing that stuff. Um, I even turned on MTV and, uh, it was, it was great. I turned it on spontaneously and there my video was and I was like oh hello that was perfect timing <laughs> so you know I love watching cheesy 80s videos and stuff like that I mean the stuff yes. that we got away with that we again thought was so cutting edge at the time um now you're like wow that was kind of cheesy <laughs> <laughs> especially guitars guitar you know people playing guitar sure. electric guitar on top of a car with no plug-ins at all, no wires. You know, it's just great. I mean, you can't yes. get any better than that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Lots of fun and energy and um, some creative ideas going on back then, no doubt about it. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Tiffany, um, you know what? Your time with music or as an artist certainly did not stop there. It has continued on to today. Um, you know, you, you have a, a new single, can't stop which by the way is a fantastic song i really like the approach that you have taken with the song there's something about the sound uh, in your voice that just grabs me so uh, just a really fantastic song uh well done well thank you I was thinking, so uh, I've mentioned uh, that you had two number one hit singles. I think we're alone now and could have been. But I thought before we discuss, uh, you know, your great music early on in your career, uh, including one of my favorites, Tiffany, which is All This Time. It's just something about that song. Thank I've- you. Love 
I'll just tell you right now that there's something about the ending of that song that just always stirs my heart. So uh, just a wonderful song. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed performing, you know, especially the ballads because they, sh- they show that I could sing. I mean, yes. it's funny now I'm on, I'm on tour, you know, I've been on tour for the last year pretty extensively and, and, you know, I'm hoping to tour all next year. Um, wow. it's kind of where my heart is and doing all the different projects that I'm doing now with the new album, a million miles. And then also with the new single out, can't stop falling. And, you know, I'm just really inspired right now as a songwriter. Um, and as an artist, I mean, I'm around so many great people. I have a great group of people with me on the road, my band, um, you know, even my makeup artists, like my tour manager, all these people are musicians as well. Um, and so we are like this big family that rolls down the road and just comes up with ideas and, and they really listen to me, you know, and it's, it's been my, my heart's desire to just continue to do new music right now. Even if I don't do a full album, I'll just continue to release singles right now. Um, and a million miles kind of paved that way for me, um, you know, because it was really an album that showed that I was a singer. Because, um, you know, I do all these shows and people are like, I didn't know that you could sing like that. Because they, <laughs> some people do tend to forget of the could have been and all this times, um, you know, and that was a battle even back in the 80s where people were like, well, she's manufactured. I don't think she can really sing like that. Um, so it's kind of been something that I've had to like, really prove that I'm a vocalist. Um, And it was funny because, I mean, literally three years ago, I realized, oh, people still don't know that I can sing. So (laughs) maybe I should do an album that kind of shows that, goes back to the, you know, showing the chops a little bit. Um, And so that's really what A Million Miles was about, as well as being an album that was, you know, a soul searcher for me. Um, So many people in my life in the last six years have passed away. Um, and it's been it's been a game changer for me. Um, you know, I didn't some of these people I expected in my life for forever. Um, you know, and so it really was therapy for me writing this album. You know, songs like A Million Miles or Fall Again or any of these kind of songs were were kind of like my therapy, you know, my my true life experiences about me writing about friends and family. So it's been a very healing event for me. Um, and now we're, you know, like I said, we're onto things like Can't Stop Falling, which is just really an inspiration of stories that I've heard on the road, um, from about, I think we're alone now. I mean, a lot of people tell me too much information on that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's cool. I mean, I have people coming to my shows that are like, we're high school sweethearts, you know, we've been together and, you know, we went to our first and it's just really it's really cool, you know, or people who have reconnected or, or people who are starting over again, you know, in their lives or, or just, you know, again, hearing, you know, stories about just true love. So, you know, it kind of took it me about like, you know, falling in love again and all those butterflies and all those cool things that you feel. Um, and that's really where Can't Stop Falling came through. Um, but, you know, I'm excited more about the production of that song just because, I want to start going, moving into more of a kind of a rock edge a little bit and going back to like the color of silence, which I did in 2000. And, um, you know, it was a critically acclaimed album for me and the fans really responded to that. And I love doing that music. Definitely. Um, cause I'm a live artist. So, you know, you put me with a full band and I'm in my, you know, my best 
moments. So, <laughs> you know, I really want to have some music that, that kind of celebrates that again. Um, and obviously, I'm I'm inspired by a lot of rock artists, Hart and, and Stevie Nicks and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I've been so grateful that I was just a nine-year-old little girl who wanted to sing and it all happened for me and then to get a record deal and tour the world was bigger than I ever imagined. And 30 years later, I still love what I do, you know, and to be a pop icon has been, I mean, you can't get any better than that. I really am very sure. grateful. I think now it's like I do want to kind of do things, though, as a singer-songwriter and as a performer that I kind of always wanted to do, which is a little bit of more of a rock edge. Sure, sure. I, 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 I've picked up on that. And thank you for sharing all of that um, perspective. Oh, and, you're welcome. And and your thoughts. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I, what's coming to mind, first of all, congratulations on all of these accomplishments, not only years ago, but the ones you just mentioned. And it, it, isn't it wonderful, Tiffany, at our age, um, we're still discovering and exploring our, uh, you know, in your case, your music and artistry. There's still so much more down the road to explore. Well, I mean, I, you know, definitely. I mean, I think, again, being inspired by the people around me. And I just love music. I mean, there's never been a plan B for me. You know, this is what I've done my whole life. I've wanted to do this since I was a little girl, which, again, you know, for it to really happen is amazing. You know, it's I'm very privileged for that because a lot of people, you know, have these big dreams and it just never happens. And I was lucky that I had my parents who supported me and helped me and they didn't know what they were doing in the music industry. We were just riding the wave and listening to people and, sure. you know, and the early people that came into my life, which was most, mostly country music. I started off as a country singer um, and, you know, just word of mouth and bands that would let me get up and jam with them and, and producers who were like, well, come, you know, come into the studio. We'll record you a little bit. And, you know, I mean, it was a quick lesson. I mean, I think my parents learned right away. There's, there's great people, there's sharks, there's, you'll spend money, you'll lose money. Um, and that doesn't really change in the music industry. But if you love it and it's, it's what you want to do, you keep going, you know. And I yes. think with all of my projects and all of my tours, you know, the fans are really what keep me going. Um, when I see them relate to a song, especially one that I've written, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, Tiffany, you mentioned a little bit about when you were a young girl. And, uh, you know, for the folks out there that may not be aware of your background, where are you from? And how did your interest in music actually uh, begin? Well, I'm from Norwalk, California. And my, my interest in music just really began with listening to the radio. Um, you know, again, my parents didn't have any musical background at all. Um, but they loved to throw dinner parties. There was always a radio on. Um, my mom was a housewife, but she was always had the radio on cleaning and doing what she had to do. Uh, mostly listening to like Tammy Wynette and Loretta Lynn and Emmylou Harris and Elvis Presley. So it was a, it was a musical household, even though no one was playing live music. Um, and I would just learn these songs. I mean, they were just something that was easy for me to learn. And, and then my parents started hearing me, like, you know, sing a little bit. But I was just a kid, and no one took it serious sure. until I was, like, nine years old. And then a neighbor, um, who was actually my parents' best friends, they were musicians. And they 
we're kind of like, well, you know, she really does have a voice. I mean, maybe there's something you could do here because um, she's not shy. Um, and she gets up and she'll sing at the piano and, you know, and it, we have parties all the time again and there's complete strangers here. And she's like, hamming it up, you know? <laughs> so my, my stepdad was like, is this what you really want to do? And I was like, sure, you know, I'd love to do that. And he kind of tested me with taking me to different fairs, um, again, diff- different places where he would just go, okay, they're ready for you to sing. And I'd be like, okay. And I think he was you know, maybe thinking, oh, well, she'll get nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll back out. And if she backs out and strange in front of strangers, then this is not really what she's meant to do. But I never did, <laughs> <laughs> which led to the next round of things. Um, and it really was those earlier bands who would tell my parents, you know, you need to take her here, or go here, or meet with this person. And, um, and then Hoyt Axton, who wrote Joy to the World and... A lot of people might remember him from being an actor in Gremlins. So, um, as well as a wonderful musician, he was a great actor and a, and a dear friend of my family. I see. Um, eventually, I mean, we, we, my, my stepfather met him at the Palomino Club, um, and just said, I have this nine year old daughter who wants to sing. And I wasn't even allowed in the club. Um, oh, wow. but you know, Hoyt gave me my <laughs> first shot. I mean, I would go in and I would sing Delta Dawn. Um, and stand by your man. Oh, wow. Um, and sing with him. And that kind of, I mean, I did that on and off with him until I was like 12 years old. So wow. he was the first one to send me to Nashville to meet his mom. And so I have quite of a musical education before I even got signed. There is a whole background to that. But I think that's probably why I, be, I love um, writing music and performing live so much is because of those performers that inspired me early on. Um, seeing people on the bus with the dogs and their family. And, you know, that's what you do. I mean, sure. that's just, you love what you do and everybody kind of comes along with you and you can have both. You can have friends and family and, and a career. And, and you know, it's, in country music, that was kind of the staple of country music. Well, th- those are great stories. Thank you for sharing those. And I was thinking that that's fair of a parent to go, okay, we're going to give you this opportunity. There might be some interest here, but let's see if you really follow through. Because as you know, Tiffany, it, it happens. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you start taking piano lessons yeah. and suddenly you don't want to anymore. So I guess they wanted to see how you handled it. And uh, of course, sounds like you passed the test with flying colors. But I'm wondering, when you think back to those first few appearances at, at that age, I mean, was stage fright or nerves an issue, or did it just feel very natural to you? No, I mean, it felt pretty natural to me. I mean, I don't know why, but it just it just did. I mean, I had been singing again in my house, like just for my friends and for my parents. And I, I was pretty annoying, to be honest with you. You know, anywhere <laughs> my mom took me, I would just sing. Um, and dance around. And I, w- I was in a, a dance company when I was actually when I was two. So I, I started uh, and had an older cousin who was a dancer and I wanted to be just like her. So my mom put me in dancing. And again, I was just never shy to perform. But singing was my that was my ultimate. Um, and so I was always singing to my grandparents. I mean, you know, my grandfather was always like, oh, go see what your Mimi has in the kitchen for you. <laughs> I think there's a cookie in there. Please stop singing. <laughs> but, wow. um, you know, that was just me. I loved it. 
Well, and you told me a wonderful story we were discussing before we started the interview that we both enjoy our coffee. Um, and you had a nice story about how you used to drink uh, coffee with your grandfather on the porch. I do. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you follow my Twitter, you're going to see me with coffee. Um, you know, I'm every morning I start my morning off the pretty same way. I have eight dogs, so it's total madness in my house by like 7 o'clock, 7.30. It depends. Um, you know, it really depends what's going on. But living out in the country, I live about 30 minutes outside of Nashville, and the country is not quiet. There's like birds and things, you know, going <laughs> off in first light. Um, so that always wakes up my dogs and I'm, I'm always a person who has to have a little coffee first and, uh, Absolutely. and just a little bit of meditation time and a little bit sure. gather it together time. But I, I mean, I've been drinking coffee since I was a little girl. Um, and I think I got that definitely from my time that I could spend with my grandfather on the porch because I lived with my mom as a single mom for a while. Um, and I, we moved in with my grandparents. And so my mom never knew, my grandmother never knew, because they would never allow it. But I used to get up early and go out and sit on the porch with my grandfather, and he used to pour me just a little bit of black coffee. And I would sit there with that big coffee cup and just sip my coffee with him and, you know, take in the day. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been an old soul for a long time, but... um, yeah, I, it, I I still do that today. It's like my best memory. So, you know, I really enjoy that. I, I That's kind of my morning ritual and it always has been. That's wonderful. And it's it's nice that a memory like that just stays with us. And in, in your case, that memory stays with you. And it's something you can always look back on fondly. Um, that's just yes. wonderful. And I'm wondering, though. Yeah. So I get it. You're you're seeing it all over the place. You know, uh, I get that. And but I'm wondering, did you notice people saying to you, uh, wow, you have a really nice voice or a really good voice? Well, I mean, I did when I was like nine, you know, people were telling my parents, no, she, I think she really does have something, you know, I mean, she's got this big boisterous voice, you know, she sounds like she's 30 and she's nine years old. It's a little, it's a little creepy. <laughs> I don't think they knew what to do with it. Um, sure. You know, and then obviously material, song material was a stretch, you know, what does a nine year old or 10 year old sing about? Um, and that was kind of the fight, um, especially doing country music at the time. You know, everybody's talking about heartbreak and, you know, drinking at bars and <laughs> that's right. my life's over. You know, so I was asked a lot of times to, you know, wait until I was 18. Um, and But I I was bitten by the bug by that time. I wanted to sing, and, you know, I think my parents wanted to help encourage me, and it just seemed like, you know, things were going in the right direction, and that's what led me to a, a, a studio in Burbank, California, recording a demo that I actually ended up meeting George Tobin, who took me more in the pop direction with I think we're alone now and could have been and all this time. And, you know, I saw him standing there. So, I mean, you know, when I first met him, we were going to try like a kind of country pop kind of music. Um, but it just didn't work out. I mean, he was like, look, I really don't know anything about country music, you know, and, but I know a lot about pop music and I think he'd be, you know, I think I can find some really great songs for you. And when he first brought, I think we're alone now, you know, I wasn't really thrilled. I mean, 
the original sounded, you know, old school, you know? Yes. <laughs> and then the new version was way too dance and poppy for me. And I was like, mm. well, I don't really want to be a dance artist. You know, I want to be like this cool rock chick. If you really want to know what I want to <laughs> do, you know? Um, and then he was like, well, you know, I think rock is a tall order. You're, you know, you're 14. So, <laughs> um, and I think that country is a tall order, but I think pop music. And really, when I took the first recording back of I Think We're Alone Now and played it in my bedroom and my girlfriends came over and they were dancing around in my room, you know, I realized quickly, yeah, I mean, they love it. I mean, it is a great song. And since that moment, truthfully, I really haven't looked back. I'm so glad that I recorded the song. I'm so grateful. And there is something magical about that song that makes mm-hmm. people feel really great. You know, yes. I mean, even people, first timers hearing that song, they're like, I really like that song. Yes. Um, you know, I just got a compliment probably about two years ago. I was at a club and um, and I just was up to do one song. It was the opening of a club. And, and, you know, a lot of these girls were like 23, 24. And I don't think they had a clue who I was, you know. Um, but I was just there to kind of help bring in the crowd and party the night away and just various celebrities. And I was one of the only people who was going to perform. So I got up and sang, I think we're alone now. And when I walked off stage, one of the girls ran up to me and she goes, oh, I just love that song. That's amazing. And are you a new performer? Can I find, where can I find you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are adorable. Thank you very much. And she was just like, that song was great. There's just such a cool thing about that song. I said, well, Google me. You'll, you'll, that song's been around for a while, but you know, it's cool that you're just discovering it. And that's awesome because it does have that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and people guide to that. So it's a very special song. It, it most certainly is. And, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I remember when the song was first released and I saw the music video because back in the day, MTV was all about music videos for the most part. And, um, and I really enjoyed your music video. It's all that you are describing. So it shows you going in the malls across the country, but you see all kinds of different age ranges and you see from young kids to, to older individuals. They all seem to be really enjoying this, this song. It's very energetic and upbeat and, and you've seen it beautifully. It's, it's a fantastic song. What a way to start off, um, <laughs> a, a, a debut album. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, again, to have two number ones back to back and then a yes. number one album. I mean, it was bigger than I ever thought it was going to be, you know, to tour the world. And and again, to still be doing it 30 years later, um, you know, my my bigger aspirations have always been to be a songwriter and I've accomplished that. And, you know, and it's been great to like, again, be you know, taking people are taking notes and great reviews with the with the new tour and the show in itself. And, you know, because these are things that I produce now and I design. And so I'm very involved, hands on with all the aspects of my of my career, you know, from running my own management company now with partners, of course, but, you know, still the ideas are a lot of me out there, you know, (laughs) so it's a full-time job, but I, I really do love it. I mean, I love all the different aspects of the industry now. Some are challenging. They're constantly changing, um, especially being an independent artist, you know, but there's so many cool ways, you know, through podcasts or through social media and stuff like that to 
people just also get to know you. And, you know, and I think that's another really great thing is, you know, in the 80s, we had like magazines, you know, um, that we talk about your favorite foods or things like that, you know. Um, And then we kind of stopped that for a little while. And it's all about the drama, you know, (laughs) the dysfunction in your life. Now I think it's really cool because artists of all types can kind of give the content that they want, their home life, their pets, their other, you know, their other abilities, their other passions and hobbies. And you really do get to know that person, um, which I truly enjoy um, following a lot of people and stuff like that. And I think it's awesome because my fans get to know a little bit more about me. Well, that, that's just wonderful, uh, perspective. Thanks for sharing that. It, it also reminds me of when I started my show. Those were my goals as well to have guests that can share their artistic journey or more about themselves. And, um, that's what I, that's what I love about, uh, uh being a host and doing this show. And then I get to speak with people like you. So, um, it doesn't get much better than that. And, um, and if you're just joining me, I am with the multi-talented and fantastic Tiffany. Such an honor to have her on the show this evening. Um, Tiffany, I did want to ask you, uh, when you look back, you know, I was watching the, your music video the other day of, I think we're alone now. And, and I remember the whole mall scenario, but I'm just wondering, um, like, was that actually all across the country? Well, yeah, I mean, we started out in, like, the East Coast, actually, um, and then we kind of made our way to California, um, but, you know, with a collection of videos that, for for the video, I think we're low now, and then the mall tour was just a collection of places that would have me. Um, you know, some malls were like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, some malls, the, the early beginning of the mall tour was, you know, kind of up in the air a little bit sure. because a lot of times the store owners weren't told I was coming. Oh, So, you know, all of a sudden you have this little girl singing, you know, belting it out in front of your jewelry store. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want this here. Going um, all through so, the mall. You know, we had a lot of people yell at me. Um, oh. It was quite interesting. But mm-hmm. I was pretty, you know, I mean, I was resilient. I'm a resilient person anyway. But you know, I did like a couple times, like go off and cry a little bit, but I was back like 30 minutes later. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think all of that was an experience. You have to learn the the praise and the rejection of the of the industry. Sure. Um, and all of those experiences made me again more resilient. You know, so I mean, I'm a redhead through and through. Um, <laughs> and you know, if I if I get it in my head, I want to accomplish something. That's Pretty much, we're gonna we're gonna do it, or, or you know, or die trying. <laughs> well, there you go. So I, you know, I enjoyed all of that stuff really, and I mean, even now I tour so much and stuff, and you get up and you plan your day and you have your things that you think you're going to accomplish, and and then things happen. So it is like you know, you have to learn to still learn to kind of fly by the seat of your pants a little bit, but. I'm probably addicted to that because I really don't know any difference. So, you know, sometimes it's the, those are the best shows when things didn't, we didn't get our sound check or something went wrong. You know, I mean, I've got a great group of people again around me and we just, we're live musicians and we make it work and we have a good time doing it. Well, absolutely. And, and you're right. You have to, uh, you have to stay strong and tough, you know, during uh, moments when, you know, something goes uh, in a different direction than you expected, or uh, you get a reaction you were not expecting to receive. But uh, obviously, you were 
having a lot of fun. Sure appeared that way. And I'm just curious, how many songs would you do on average? I mean, did you do several songs when you uh, were at them all? Well, usually I did like a 20-minute show. 20 minutes. Um, about 20-minute show, three times a day. So oh, wow. I would go into a mall and be there the whole weekend. Wow, um, I did not know that. Usually arrive Friday uh, afternoon and set up. Um, and then, you know, usually I take Fridays off from school sure. and then fly out. And then as soon as we got there, we would set up and start singing. Um, and the whole idea was to do it like after 3 o'clock. So there'd be sure. one at like 3 o'clock and then there'd be one at, you know, five o'clock and then probably another one right away, you know, before everybody went home. But Saturdays and Sundays, you could like do a little bit more well, Tiffany, you know, did you um, in the evening and stuff like that. So I could meet people. I mean, that was the coolest thing about it is that right. after every show, there was a whole meet and greet, which I still oh, do now. Oh, great. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I, I'm wondering, did you happen to see some people that showed up like for each performance and go, oh, I remember that person earlier in the day? Oh, yeah. I mean, I really, I was able to meet like really great people and some became my friends, you know. I mean, I was just a kid at the time. So, sure. you know, pen pals and people that who still stayed in my life, um, you know. So, I mean, I met, like I said, a lot of great people out of that. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I post pictures a lot of times about my first band and stuff like that. They're still in my life. They're like my brothers and some of them live in Nashville and it's, it's great now to like, you know, I was only 14, 15 and 16 sure. um, and they were in their early 20s, but we all toured the world together and to have them wow. still be my buddies and still in my life and writing songs with them and, you know, still learning stuff from them is, is a great accomplishment. I think, you know, I, I'm very lucky to have these wonderful people in my life. And usually when I bond with people, it's, it's, it's a long, I'm a long <laughs> I'm a long-term relationship person, so, sure. but, you know, I've been really lucky, again, to be around awesome people in my life, um, who, you know, again, having my first band members, you know, that I can actually sit down now as an adult and have a glass of wine and talk shop. That's wonderful. Cool. That's wonderful. When you can have those kind of people in your life, that's that's just, that's that's priceless. That That's wonderful. Um, I didn't want to... Yeah, I mean, you had mentioned oh, all this time earlier. Yes, I was just about to bring McClintock, it up. Who's the writer, Tim James and Stephen McClintock. I mean, they're still very instrumental. And, I mean, Steve uh, Stephen McClintock just wrote uh, Tears off for A Million Miles. So, you know, it's, it's again, great to be with some of these songwriters, Lois Blage, um, songwriters who gave me songs I could have been and all this time. Um, and now, you know, they recognize me as a songwriter. Now I'm sitting down and writing songs with them. And, and again, being like, you know, a, a real songwriter and a real artist. I mean, not that I wasn't, but I was a kid. And sure. now it's, I, I really do leave those dinners or those writing sessions. So very proud that they're in my life and that, you know, and that they see my talent now, you know, they're like very proud of me. They're like, wow, you've become like this great musician, you know, um, with a, not just a voice, but you understand the industry and you love it. And you're, you know, kind of doing all these different multitasking things within the industry and in your career. And um, we couldn't be more proud of you. So, I mean, those kind of days for me, I'm like, that's a good day. <laughs> I love that. Well, you certainly deserve that kind of support system, and that's wonderful. And I, 
I am so happy for you, Tiffany, because uh, I've seen your career over the years, and I've been discovering your your new music, and you know, I, I really admire your choices, and I can see where you're exploring, and uh, it's just wonderful. And um, I encourage folks out there if they haven't listened to your new music to certainly do so. But I did want to bring up uh, all this time again. I just think that is a song at that time in your life that really showed your range and depth as a singer. It's just a beautiful song. Thank you. You know, I mean, I love singing it now in the shows and because you'll never come to a Tiffany show and I won't do, you know, the retro stuff. I mean, that's that's good to know. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you're definitely in, and I think you might get them in a little different, you know, sometimes we, sometimes we start them off a little slower and a little bit broken down like acoustic and, you know, they take on a different, sometimes different life forms and, they're well-written songs, so they can do that. Um, and we do tailor-make every show kind of like for that specific audience that night. And, you know, I, I get out there, I have a set list, and we have our plan. But if the audience can handle a little bit more up-tempo or if they're just really a intimate, they want more ballads, then we kind of mix things around a little bit, you know. Um, but you won't know that until you're in the room with everybody. <laughs> but. I mean, that's what the new show is about. It's very intimate. It's like you're coming into my space, my private party, you know, my living room, and we're having a moment together, and it's a really cool thing. And All This Time is one of those songs that we (sighs) sing every night, um, you know, and people are there. It's amazing because they hit that high note with me, (laughs) and it's great to hear everybody sing um, with me, and they wait for that note. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very special song to me. Um, I love doing the video on that song, mm-hmm. and and that was one of the songs that showed that I could sing. And oh, at, absolutely! You know, fourteen and fifteen and sixteen when I was recording, people were like, "Oh, she's manufactured." There's a producer behind her. So you know, again, any of those ballads that I got that showed that I could really, that I had it. You know, um, that was my time to shine. Well, Tiffany, I'll tell you what. I uh, enjoy the song so much, and for the reasons that you just stated, um, I often do video promos for guests. I, I put them together myself, uh, you know, do the whole thing myself, and I almost started with, I think we're alone now, and I didn't. And you want to know why? Well, two reasons. One, I figured that's what everybody else would do. Nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. And eventually I uh, made one as well. But I wanted to start with all this time to instantly remind people of how beautiful your voice is and and your range. And I'm so glad I made that decision. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I I love doing the up-tempo stuff and just having a good time. But, you know, as a vocalist, definitely, I you know, I want people to know that that I'm a singer, um, you, you know, sure are. that's what I love to do. So, you know, I mean, those ballads and I'm a melancholy, I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> so love, heartbreak, any oh. of this kind of stuff. I'm like, yes, I get it. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I, I love those love songs. I just, uh, especially the really, really good ones and the ones that move and stir the heart. Absolutely. And I, I discovered something interesting about you, Tiffany, uh, that made me think of, of myself. And that is, um, you know, you travel obviously a lot worldwide. And I, I was surprised to discover that you have a fear of flying. 
And I can relate to that because I feel the exact same way. I, I've flown before and I was absolutely terrified. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to be honest. I, I think someone said, wow, your face is really turning white. I'm like, yes. And I was very quiet and stiff the entire flight to New York City. And um, I'm just wondering, um, you know, how, how do you deal with handling, you know, being in situations where you, you need to fly? Well, I mean, you know, I'm just, yeah, it's not my favorite thing to do at all. Um, but, you know, I, great people around me, um, glass of red wine doesn't hurt, <laughs> um, you know, and I think it really is just a matter of, I know that this is what I'm meant to do. Sure. My fans have been so wonderful and encouraging me to continue to, you know, to, to work on my fear of flying and to to take my music to other parts of the world because there's so many fans that are, you know, we're in Taiwan and you haven't been here in so long and we'd love to be a part of the Million Miles show. And we see, you know, you on YouTube and we see all the other fans interacting with you and we, we would love that. So that's wow. really been my inspiration and my strength. Um, and then, again, having great people around me, um, people that I you can feel small because um, it really is for me, I just, you know, turbulence and nobody knows when there's going to be turbulence. And I just I'm way out of my comfort zone. But to look over and have, you know, my background singer, Jen, or my makeup artist, Whitney, or my road manager, Mark, you know, to be around people who are silly a little bit and they mm -hmm. get my mind off of it, <laughs> um, you know, and, and we talk music. There you um, go. And they just kind of know what to do to go, don't look at that, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> don't look out and the if window. I need a moment, it's okay, you know, so, I mean, oh my. we're still, we're still kind of like doing that, you know, I mean, but, I mean, I'm fully committed to touring and stuff like that, so, That's you know, wonderful. I just have to go with my heart, and, and, and I'm really grateful for all my fans just, you know, saying prayers and giving me such positivity and such support. Um, you know, with, with my, my flying, um, so that I can do the gigs that I love to do. Absolutely. And if we're ever on the same flight together, please start talking away because I'm going to need the distraction big time. <laughs> and I think I'm going to have a few well, adult I beverages. My, I will bring my before. secret weapons with me. <laughs> <laughs> bring some wine because I think that might help me. But, um, I'm not yeah. saying, so uh, I would freak out, and, but. And, and my friends, I tell you, my friends keep me, they keep me, they keep me laughing. So, I'm very, very grateful. I'm, I'm in a cast of characters. Um, my band <laughs> is really, they're pretty awesome people. <laughs> well, you know, speaking with you tonight, Tiffany, uh, it reminds me what I, what I actually thought you would be like. It's interesting. Then when you finally speak with someone, I thought you would be fun and a very interesting person. And you are most definitely both of those things. And, um, and that's just wonderful that you, uh, uh, want to travel across the world and see your fans. And I'll tell you what, I also learned that, um, you, you like you mentioned, you have a lot of dogs. And uh, I read that you often do concerts for the Humane Society, which I think is a beautiful thing. I do. Yes, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, I'm passionate about a lot of causes. But, sure. um, yeah, I mean, anything I can do for the Humane Society, I'm in. I have... I've, I've rescued dogs most of my life. Um, and, and just, you know, my mom was like that. She would go, she would go get a dog from, you know, from the pound and they were the best dogs. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, I've had, you know, 
dogs that were given to me as birthday presents and things like that that are beautiful dogs, a lot of chows and, um, and you know, I've had great Danes and I've had just an array of dogs in my lifetime. But, you know, it's always hard when one passes away. Um, sure. They're like your family. And yes. I didn't think that I would have eight dogs. But when I moved to Nashville, I have nine acres. And literally, people just knew that I had a heart for dogs, and they would start to, like, say, there's this rescue over here. Um, I'm at my max now <laughs> with eight because they're not, wow. Wow. you know, they're not ignored, put it that way. I mean, I have a dog nanny when I leave. My husband's very active with them. My son, who's 25 and lives 45 minutes away, he still comes and hangs out with them. <laughs> they're our family. Um, and when I'm home, I'm kind of like the dog lady, the dog keeper. Um but, you know, they are, they're all spoiled. They all have separate deals. But I have three rescues um, right now, and they're the most amazing dogs. I mean, it's like, you know, very lovable. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, there's something about them. Again, I feel that old soul connection. It's like they've been sure. in a dark place or they're so grateful um, that they get it. You know, they're pretty, usually pretty chill. And, yes. um, and, and it's, it, I mean, it's great to know that, you know, they're, they're in a better place, you know? So, I mean, cause some of mine have been abused, so Mm. we had to work through some of those issues, but, um, they're great dogs and, you know, as long as they have snackies with me, (laughs) (laughs) nobody gets hurt, but um, that's great. I I love it. And And I think, you know, the humane society does great work. So anything I can do to raise money for them is awesome. Well, I, I commend you for that. I, I loved your answers. Uh, discussing that and you know these poor things they just really need some love don't they well they do i mean you know i mean little kids i'm i'm an auntie to two little twins um that are going to be three actually up and coming but um you know when i'm home i'm auntie and so (laughs) little kids and dogs make me a happy happy person because there's there's just so much honesty there you know and unconditional love well, Tiffany, uh, uh, before we wrap up, and I wanted to ask you about your current state with uh, y- your music, uh, I did have a, a question I can't wait to ask you about. Um, and that sure. is uh, because I know that you're – obviously, you're a songwriter as well, and uh, you're so skilled with, with music in general, not just singing. So that made me wonder – um, and it, I'm not trying to get your secrets out as far as um, you know <laughs> how you go about uh, songwriting, but let me put it this way. When you write a song or you come up with a, a new song, do you find yourself coming up with the words first or do you like to kind of uh, find the uh, melody, so to speak? Usually um, it might be a title um, that comes to my head and then I'm like, hmm, why am I thinking that? You know, I mean, oh. what is is that coming from a personal experience or did I hear that from somebody or, you know, why is that on my heart kind of thing? Yes. Um, most of the time, it's a melody that comes. And I don't play an instrument. I play a little bit of piano, but not well. Um, just enough to kind of write a little bit and be able to co-write with somebody or my or give it to my producer and go, okay, this is what I'm hearing in my head, um, <laughs> but I can't play that for you, but I know it works in a weird kind of way. <laughs> you know. So I'm very lucky to have, again, people around me who go, okay, and they pick up a car- guitar and they start strumming chords. Wow. You know, and I'm like, nope, that's not the change. And and they yeah. then they let me kind of create a little bit. Um, but somehow I find my way, um, and I hear things in my head. It, it drives me nuts. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like I I wish I wish I spend more time 
learning to really practice piano, but it, you know, that's not on, that's not on my agenda right now. <laughs> um, but it's something I definitely want to do. But as a songwriter, no, I hear these melodies and then lyrics start flowing out and, you know, and, and it might, it might be there for a month or so. Um, while I'm refining it and then I might find a co-writer or like I said, go into the studio and then just start saying, let's lay a track down. Cause I got to get this out of my head. It is driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> let's get you know, this going. And, and I wake up at two, three, four in the morning, you know, I mean, often, um, with just these melodies. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a 24 hour thing, you mm-hmm. know, um, I rather that than not have anything going through my head, put it that way. I haven't had that yet. Um, where they talk about writer's block or anything, I, I haven't had that. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping to never have that. But sure. you know, right now I'm just I'm going to just continue to do singles and and um, maybe do a, a live album would be my oh, next wow. project. That, that sounds um, very probably interesting. at the end of next year after all the touring that I'm doing. So we're already discussing that um, with my camp of people how to accomplish that. And I've never really I've never done a live album. I've done a live video. But I actually haven't done a live album. That's so a wonderful idea, That's something Tiffany. I'm very interested in. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I mean, you know, speaking of the 80s, a lot of artists would put out these live albums. And if you're Bruce Springsteen, they would be like four records in one set. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I really enjoy live albums. I really do. Well, I mean, you know, again, I've never done one, so I would love sure. to do it. Um, and then I'm on the road so much, it just makes sense. So, you know, up and coming for me in the next, you know, couple of months is you'll definitely see me more on the road. Um, and I love my fans to see that, the behind the scenes. Um, we're going to be doing some music videos for some of the new projects. And, and I wow. want to keep it kind of, you know, real and organic. You know, a mm. lot of people haven't had a chance to see me behind the scenes and writing with my band or all the things, you know, just quirky things that you do, getting ready, your rituals, your you know, your funny little things that you do. Um, I'm a big fan of stuff like that, like kind of documentary yes, kind of yes. style. Um, so, Me you know, too. I have not really tapped into that and I think it's, I think it's time. Wow. It sounds exciting. So you've got all these projects in front of you and I am wondering, have you ever released a Christmas album by chance? I haven't. Every year I say I'm going to. <laughs> okay. Because I couldn't um, remember you know, one. But and... I'm not sure. I might, re- re- like, you know, that might be part of the singles release right now. Sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty picky on Christmas albums because mm-hmm. although I love Christmas, it's my favorite time of the year. Um, and I do love Christmas music. But, um, you know, for me, I would prefer to write an album that is more of appropriate for the holidays, but something that you'd want to put on in, you know, in April, because it takes you back to that warm, cozy feeling. And that, you know, I think a lot of times the end of the year, we're like, looking back, you know, we're looking forward, we're, it's a time of, you know, kind of inner searching, you know, um, and we're thinking about all the things we wanted to accomplish and we didn't, or, you know, just good things, good things and bad things. It's a reflective time usually at the end of the year. And I'd want to do an album that kind of spawns that a little bit, you know, they're not just Christmas songs. They're just great, warm Mm -hmm. comfort songs that, you know, talk about life and talk about, you know, family and talk about, you know, 
comfort zones, you know, because I mean, there's so many great songs in Christmas that we talk about, again, having that hot cup of coffee and being in that warm, mm-hmm. fuzzy sweater, you know, <laughs> and it just gives you a good feeling. But, you know, if you're like atta- attach a season to that, you would never listen to it <laughs> until that season. <laughs> so there's the challenge. I mean, I've thrown that out to a lot of songwriter friends of mine. I'm like, give me that. That's what we need to accomplish. <laughs> They're like, oh, girl, that's hard. I go, I know. <laughs> but we will write it, and it will be It will be good. It will be exactly what we want it to be. Um, I just haven't really had a chance to do that, you know. But, I mean, that's on the pile of stuff um, that, you know, my bucket list of things to do. And, and I'm very happy. Like I said, now I'm on the road and I'm around musicians all the time. So it's pretty much, you know, music is endless. Every day we get up and create. Um, and when I'm not with them and I'm home um, and we go our separate ways, I, I'm still creating so that when we get together, there's a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I am just, um, uh... I am just so honored to have you on the show, if I may say again, and hearing about your journey as an artist and as an individual. And there's no doubt in my mind you are an absolute true artist and a true singer in every sense of the word. Um, I have much admiration and respect for your skills, and um, I, I want to wish you the absolute best. And I'm wondering, Tiffany, as you look down the road, in many ways you've already answered this, but um, – is there anything in particular that comes to mind that you're kind of foreseeing down the road as a senior? Um, well, I mean, you know, again, this releasing the songs, you know, more and more of the live album. And, and, you know, I'd love to collaborate with other people, you know, other celebrities and stuff. I mean, that's, I've, I've been running into a lot of people from the UK and, and I'm going over there more and more. Um, and a lot of them are my friends. So I would love to do some, you know, maybe some adventures with other people, um, wow. some duets and stuff like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun and something yes. I haven't done in a long time. Um, yes. And so, you know, when I was just there this past summer, I was able to, um, you know, just kind of reconnect with a lot of people and say, hey, you know, why don't we try writing together? I'm going to come back to the UK and we'll see how it works. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, and I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, the, you know, the future with that uh, is in front of you and all of uh, your upcoming projects and songs. And um, I just want to say again to the listeners, Tiffany has some outstanding new music available. It, what's the best way for someone out there that would like to start listening and to some of your, your newer songs? Uh, is there a, a way to go about that? Yeah, you can go to TiffanyTunes.com. And then we're streaming a lot of my music there, so you can see what's been going on, hear all the stuff. Um, and then TiffanyTunes.com will take you to my Twitter, my Facebook, and all the other places to get my music. And all of my full um, live shows, all my touring events. Well, I'll tell you what. T- Tiffany has a wonderful Twitter page, so I can definitely recommend that to the listeners. Uh, I- I'll tell you what. What I really like about your Twitter page is I get the sense of not only how much fun you are, but just uh, the genuine warmth I feel from you as a person. I can tell that you really love your family, and um, it's just a, it's a great page. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I definitely show a lot of, like, you know, behind-the-scenes photos and stuff like that. My dogs and... And big day, coffee cups. You know? Don't so, forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of, yeah. And I, well, and we do a lot of stuff in the studio. And, 
you know, I, I, I was kind of slow to really get involved in a lot of the social media because it is a full-time job. I mean, yes. you know, when I'm answering people back, you know, it's, I got to like, you know, go on there and then go do whatever else I'm doing and go back on there. So, you know, it's, it's, it is a full-time job, but it's so necessary. And I love firsthand that I get to know what my fans are thinking. And I love the reaction to my personal photos and studio stuff. It's, it's amazing. It sure is. And, and you are amazing too, Tiffany. Um, you know, that 15, 16 year old boy probably never would have imagined that one day I'd be speaking with you like this. So, um, it's very interesting where life takes us, isn't it at times? It is. And thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure. I, I feel artistically inspired just, just listening to you speak about your, your journey and, and how you approach your music. I, I can, I can hear the passion. And, um, uh, so it, this has just been a wonderful treat. And I'll tell you what, Tiffany, I hope to see you live in person one day perform, uh, even if it's just those acoustic versions. I, I I'm, uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm back in my hometown where I broadcast. Um, so hopefully if you're ever in this area or maybe I'll drive down to Nashville, I, I would love to hear you in person. That'd be a lot of fun. Awesome. We should definitely make that happen. I would love that for sure. And maybe we can even find a way to have a quick cup of coffee. So, <laughs> Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but only in the morning. I remember that, as you told me earlier. Well, uh, Tiffany, yes, thank um, you so much. I would much. probably make an exception if you came all the oh, way to well that, so we'll I appreciate that. <laughs> we'll live a little dangerously and have some afternoon coffee or something. Absolutely. Awesome. Definitely. <laughs> well, I want to thank you again, and um, I certainly hope one day you will uh, return to the show. I would really enjoy that, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, truly, truly, you're one of my favorite seniors, no doubt about it. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you so much, and I want to also thank the listeners out there. Uh, this host is smiling and feeling very inspired, all thanks to my lovely guest, Tiffany. Um, I am feeling super grateful tonight to have been able to speak with her and reflect back on her journey as an artist. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. Take care. Hi, this is Stephen. Be sure to visit Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Birdingham on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter today for upcoming guests and show news. You'll find trailers and promos, exclusive photos, as well as interesting information about current, upcoming, as well as past guests. Don't forget to like and follow the page so that we can keep in touch with each other. Thank you.